Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All at War. On this episode, we are going to continue with our alien theme that we've had over one episode before this. <laughs> no, we've done two. We've done two, that's right. We did do it. We do one a, a, about a year ago. Yeah. And uh, and we're going to be um, talking about, it's also a biography, a little bit of biography about an individual by the name of Kyle Odom. So if, yeah, what were we going to say? Nothing good. Oh, if you've never heard of him, it's pretty interesting and um it's gonna it's got a pretty cool pretty cool storyline and uh so you got anything you want to add to that no (laughs) all right well then (laughs) that's good (laughs) sit back grab a coffee and enjoy You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, it's another episode of All Out War. Thank you for hitting play and spending the next hour or so with us. We appreciate you. And I appreciate you, Rosie. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you too. Yeah, and I appreciate everyone else. Yeah, we uh, we missed a week. We weren't together. We had some stuff going on, and yeah. we released our last episode was the all the did you knows <laughs> of uh, of twenty nineteen. So uh, if you haven't listened to that one and you're you're just listening now, go listen to the last episode of all the did you knows. You can get more rosy than you ever wanted, and a lot of me sounding stupid because all I do is go what. <laughs> that's all i do <laughs> i think that was one of the few episodes i actually listened to oh really <laughs> no you listen to yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like geez i'm so smart i know so much stuff that no one else does <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh, i liked it it was really funny i didn't know you were, had been working on that so it was a surprise to me as well yeah i thought it was kind of fun to just put that out there well, no it was fun and it it seems to be a, a part of our podcast that a lot of people like they like the did you know sweet so and i was getting razzed like uh people were texting me you know stupid like, like you do what? sound stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways we have some of the best listeners by the way we uh, do. yeah we do and i i really appreciate <laughs> that like twitter and instagram and even now facebook we've been able to connect with different you know various listeners that reach out to us on social media and that's been kind of cool um you know, just being able to actually interact, you know, because you and I, we sit here, we look at each other, we do this for an hour, then we, we upload it to the internet, and then we move on with the rest of our week. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we, you never know, like, is is anybody enjoying this or liking it or whatever? You know, you don't know enough, really. Yeah. I mean, people are listening. We know that, which we appreciate, but that's all, there's always more to it. So, anyways. Yeah. And, well, I'm happy you have to deal with that because I don't... Um... <laughs> yeah. I don't like, uh, <laughs> it always weirds me out when people like say, cause there's, there, we know some people at a like church and stuff like that, that listen to it. Yeah. And then people will come up to me. So maybe <laughs> I'm saying this so that if they're listening to it, <laughs> I don't have to say this to them, to their face. Um, I don't like, I don't know. It's weird for me. So uh, I appreciate it. To be I known, appreciate, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't know. That's my humility speaking. And let me tell you about how humble I am, which is 
I'm just kidding. You're so humble. See, that's a joke. That yeah, that's a yeah. joke. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But no, I do appreciate people, and it uh, still blows my mind that people even want to listen to it. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. I do appreciate everyone. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. Thanks, um, man. So, uh, what do you want to start with? The baby update, or do you want to do? Sure, I have that open. Okay. So let me. Um, I always got to cue the music. I never yeah. know exactly when you're going to, like, or when. Smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. Could, that yeah, could sneak in, that too. That sneak in. <laughs> so, uh, you shouldn't be. Uh, well, was, how about this? We're pretty close to the end of having a baby. We are. We're very close. Which means we can get back to smoking that sticky, sticky green <laughs> stuff. Well, we don't smoke <laughs> No, that. I know. <laughs> Nor do we endorse it. No, no. Stop. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, let me see. You're going to get me in trouble with my mom. She listens to this podcast. My mom listens to this podcast, too. Um, so we're 30 weeks pregnant, and this... Mm-mm. It's 30? I thought it was... We were 34. What did I just... I, didn't Th- I you, just said, say, you said 30. Oh, I'm, I meant to say 34. Thank That's you. That's what it says right here. I'm here to correct you. Thanks. 34 weeks pregnant. Yes. Baby is a part of the uh, pineapple pals, as we would say. It is a... Uh, it's the size of a pineapple, so it is been inducted... <laughs> Did you just say the pineapple pals? I, I like that. Um, so it says uh, like our that. baby is uh, is a uh, baby closes her eyes when she snoozes and opens them when she's awake, so it can help her. She's getting a sleep schedule. Our baby. Good baby. Do, do you like that? I'm saying she. Yes, I do like that. That's because that's what it says here. Because she is a she. It is. Um, so it has thick, waxy, cheesy coating on the skin. <laughs> it's like Doritos. <laughs> a Dorito pineapple baby. A Dorito pineapple baby. Um, that's what it says. Waxy, cheesy coating. <laughs> it's called a, a vernix. Uh, it says cool. begins to thicken this week. And uh, the baby's then going to shed that skin. <laughs> All the right. cheesy, the cheesy layer. Uh, <laughs> the next couple Sounds weeks. like a new Taco Bell item or something. Yeah, <laughs> cheesy the vernix. Layer, cheesy layer vernix. Get it now, <laughs> Taco Bell. Bing. I would, I would. The bell. If they brought back the Chihuahua. Oh, I like remember? the Chihuahua. Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> Yo quiero. I took like seven years of Spanish. Can you tell <laughs> that? Um, maybe I'd eat a vernix. <laughs> That's uh, disgusting. Hey. Uh, People, people, uh, elites like uh, baby stuff. They so yeah. They <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, you might be into like a whole like little sub market delicatessen for the elites. Yeah. Uh, so it says. Uh, <laughs> I'll take a. I'll take a vern. What's it called? A vernix. V e r n i x vernix. I'll take a vernix with a side of adrenochrome, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Wait. Um, so it says uh, the baby's growing. You can see body parts like little hands and feet pushing on the belly. So yeah. You can actually see that. That's incredible. Yeah. So uh, we're still in the eighth month of our pregnancy. One month to go. Uh, I'm not going to go into the what happens if it's gender, but the gender stuff is happening now. All right. So if it's a boy, it's becoming a boy. It's it's deciding. It is deciding. And uh, there you go. It's five and a quarter pounds, 18 inches. Well, you know what I got to say about that? Smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. <laughs> Vernix. <laughs> Vernix. All right. Yeah. Dude, so that's our baby update. That's baby update. So we're very close. 34. We're about, what, four weeks away? Yeah. Six weeks away? So, yeah, a month. Four, so, yeah. 38 weeks, yeah. I thought it was 40 weeks when the babies were born, but is it 38? I don't know. Never had a baby. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you know, man? Tell me oh, what hey, you know. Okay, so do you remember hearing about the Spanish influenza that killed like a quarter of the population of the earth? <laughs> no, I didn't. Really? What, what year was that? Uh, 18, 1918. 1918. Yeah. It killed uh, 25% of the earth. I, I don't remember. I'm just making up something. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, but it was like a, a really big thing that the Spanish influenza killed a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, so it's named uh, Spanish influenza. Uh, it's because it says, although inaccurate, historians believe the name came from the lack of media censure in Spain when the disease hit. So the Spanish were the only ones that actually talked about it. Oh. The Spanish media. So it's named the Spanish influenza. Yeah. Actually, started in Kansas. <laughs> and the government covered it up. So we hit it we and they talked it. about it. Yes. Fake news. And uh, so this is interesting. So it says, uh, so here you go. Other kind uh, It is estimated that disease killed between 16 and 30 million people worldwide. Right? Yeah. Responsible for 675,000 deaths in the U.S. alone. And here's the crazy thing. So this is right around, you know, time of the World War II coming, you know, to yeah. an end and everything. Yeah. Spanish influenza was 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 responsible for twice the number of casualties, both killed and wounded, of the United States in World War One. Wow. So three hundred and twenty three thousand people died in World War One, Americans. Double that. Uh, or uh, uh, yeah, twice. The Spanish influenza killed twice the twice amount. as many uh, soldiers on the battlefield than actually died. Yeah. An armed conflict. Wow. That's amazing. And the government covered it up. Wow. So there you go. Blame yeah. it on the Spanish. So if you ever think the government would uh, have yeah. your best interests at heart and uh, not try to cover up something that's killing millions of people worldwide, they did it. Dude, you're, that was a timely, did you know? Yes. Especially with this week because yes. the, the coronavirus is now loose in China and like an entire at this point in the you know where we're, when we're recording this it's like uh the, the entire town like city has been like quarantine yeah. um i love the meme the, the 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 two memes the one that said like uh the only it's like the coronavirus and it says the perfect side is a uh, is lyme disease <laughs> coronavirus with a side of lyme with a lyme disease or something and then what was the other one uh uh you we should call it the Kung Flu. Oh, the Kung Flu. Because <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of China. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and you know what's crazy about all that is that, like, uh, so I'm reading all these reports, and, mm -hmm. you know, let's put your little conspiracy cap on yeah. right now. Uh, I'm reading all these reports about how the uh, this Bill Gates Foundation, mm -hmm. um, they did a study in December on this particular coronavirus and it was applied for for a patent back in 2015 but then it was assigned to them in 2019 and a, a uh, an antidote right uh that's what they're working on an antidote right? now they're working on the vaccine for it but um what, what do they patent they patent the actual the the the, the corona, virus the virus yeah because oh. it, it's not an it's it's a it's been mutated it came out of uh it came out of snakes and bats and yeah. that kind of stuff. And they wanted to see if it could infect humans mm. and what it would do if it did infect humans. And, um, and, it, and they did determine that it came out of this, this facility, this, this uh, biomedical facility in the same province where it started the Wuhan 
province or whatever it's called. I don't know how to, the Wuhan clan. Oh, that's Wu Tang Clan. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Different. <laughs> no, it's like it's like there's a, still nothing to mess with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so and then and then if you just go on YouTube, you can see like Chinese people that are putting up their own YouTube things, and they're like, it doesn't matter. It can be transmitted through the mucus in your eyes, and you know, it's not just coughing or blood or whatever. It's so the media is not. Given the full right. extent. Yeah, I think there's more to it. And and the what's crazy is so back in December when the mm -hmm. Bill Gates Foundation did this study mm -hmm. on on the effects and the spreading and all that, they estimated that sixty million people would die mm. just from this virus outbreak in a in a course of three months. Wow. Sixty million people in three yeah. months. That's a lot of people in three months. That's more than the Spanish fly or the Spanish flu, sorry. Yeah, Spanish fly. Spanish fly. <laughs> uh, that'll make help. Isn't that, isn't that the aphrodisiac? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. A, I said that on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anybody that's like over forty knows that because it was like a big deal back in the eighties. Buy them at a uh, like truck stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you buy them at a truck stop bathroom. You know. <laughs> uh, so. um, yeah, but uh, actually, if. Uh, if that all sounds like what Bill Gates, why would he care about that? Right. Uh, we did a whole episode on population control. Exactly. By the globalists. Mm. And right. I don't know if I said anything about this, but uh, I was talking to a friend who works for a government entity. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I can say it. A government entity um, that does a lot of work in Africa and this person worked alongside the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, wow. And I, I'm trying to be as, you know, my, uh, this person, uh, I, I straight up asked them, I was like, do you think that they are trying to control the population down there? Like, you know, is that just a conspiracy? I'm kind of, I was like, oh, listen, I'm, you know, kind of into conspiracies. Is this true? Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, for sure. They absolutely do that. Yeah. And they, 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 they told me a bunch of like really crazy ways that they do it, like in the open. And they were like, hey, uh, do you want to get, we're going to give you, so they'll go to women, right? And they'll say, hey, we're going to give you vaccines and you already have five kids or something like that. This is like sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to inoculate all you guys so you don't get AIDS or something, you know, whatever virus is down there. Right. Ebola or whatever. Um, Sand flu. Sand flu? <laughs> yeah, I just made it up. Because so, it's Saharan. You yeah. said sub-Saharan. Well, right? that's what they call all the countries that are south of the Saharan. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just joking. I um, anyways, so this person was uh, saying, yeah, so they'll have these people that come up and they're like, hey, we're going to give you some food. Here's like some backpacks, clean clothes, stuff for school and everything. Uh, the only thing that we ask for you is uh, you get this vaccine. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, of course. we'll give." And they give them the vaccine. And it makes the women not be able to have any more kids. Hmm. So sterilize, it sterilizes them. Yeah. So they actually are doing sterilization wow. for sterilization. Um, yeah. So that's a real thing. And the Bill Gates Foundation is part of it. And they've talked. Bill Gates has come out and said we need to lower the population of the world by right. so much stuff. And they happen to go to the most popular uh, people, the places that are uh, most easily to. Where they're having a lot of kids. Yeah. And uh, cut down there. So, by the way, that's episode sixteen. 
of Ooh, our that podcast. Was a while ago. Yeah, okay. it was a while ago. And it's part of our Brave New World series. Yeah. And there is one. You should probably pair that one with, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should probably pair that one with our Origins of Globalism, which is episode seven. Okay. Because yeah. they all tie in together. It's all part of the globalist agenda. Yeah. They want to control the population so that they can control the masses. Mm -hmm. And and if they can control the masses, then they've got all the money and control, and that's just how they can work it. They yeah. want one order and all. So if we're gonna rise it all ties, up, ties into that. Yeah. Yeah. If if we if we're gonna rise up, we should do it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't. Uh, <laughs> FBI uh, government that's listening. We are not telling anyone to rise up anywhere. Uh, obey our local laws. Our podcast is called All Out War. But it's rhetorical. It's ironic. Uh, I, it's a joke. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. I. You let me down, Rosie. Yeah. I didn't even uh, go to the gun rally. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. But you did go to the did March to for the, Life, yeah. which was cool. It was cool. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to get into our episode this week? Sure. All right. We've already spent enough time not <laughs> yeah. talking about it. I know. So uh, if you're still listening, thank yeah. you. Um, we're going to talk about a guy by the name of Kyle Odom. Yes. And this is going to tie in with uh, one of our more recent podcasts on aliens. We did one on aliens. And we did another one on alien abductions. Mm -hmm. uh, just a few weeks ago, and so Kyle Odom, this his whole story. This is just a crazy story, yeah. And it's kind of like we're doing like basically, I, I guess you could call it like a biography series, because we did one on um, on oh, Jack, yeah. Parsons, Jack Parsons, and we're we've got a couple more in the wings, and mm -hmm. so this could fall under that biography series. Maybe yeah. I'll retitle them or something. But uh, here, I'll just read the first part of this real quick, and then I'm gonna okay. Toss well, how it about we set you. this up that this is so? How about before you do that? Yeah. You're going to read from a manifesto that he wrote. Right. Okay. So this is Kyle, in his own words, describing who he is. And what happened. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're going to get into it more, but just this yeah. is the guy. So Kyle Odom. Who is Kyle Odom? Let's answer <laughs> that question. It says, born and raised in North Idaho, grew up in a loving family, joined the Marine Corps after high school, developed an interest in science, went to school for a degree in biochemistry, won numerous scholarships and awards, graduated magna cum laude, uh, laude uh, then got invited to a prestigious university to work on genetics. Mm. Check my personal documents. As you can see, I'm pretty smart. I'm also 100% sane, 0% crazy. Yes. That is the opening paragraph to his manifesto, which yeah. sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he says 100% sane and 0% crazy. Yeah. And he also cites that he is highly intelligent. Yeah. So uh, what happened to this guy? Why are we talking about Kyle Odom? Is he just some random guy? Uh, pretty interesting, actually, because he uh, shot a pastor. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> six times. Okay. And uh, so let me just uh, read this news story to kind of give you guys... Uh, some stuff. It says, at around 2 p.m. on March 6, 2016, uh, t Pastor Tim Remington was talking to his son on the phone while walking to his car in Cure d'Alene, I don't know, some French word, <laughs> some French words. Uh, <laughs> in, he was in Idaho. Okay. And he was in the parking lot of his church called the Altar Church. That's the name of his church. So while he was walking to his car, 2 p.m., March 6, 2016, a gunman opened fire, striking the then 55-year-old six times in the head and the back, 
before he ran in his 2004 Honda Accord and drove off. So Kyle shot Kyle was in the back that's and what I was in the say. head. Okay. Kyle was the shooter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Kyle shot this pastor. Um, it said uh, he was transported. He went there and he survived. It said <laughs> what? So he survived. So do we know what kind of gun he shot him with? Uh, I don't think so. I, I haven't. I haven't seen anything. Maybe I didn't research yeah. this hard enough. Yeah. Interesting. He shot him point blank from behind. Oh. This guy was. A Navy. Uh, oh my God! I've been watching. <laughs> he was in the I've been reading Corps. a bunch of yeah. stuff, books about the Navy SEAL. So I was about to say Navy SEAL. He was a Marine. Yeah. Right. He shot him point blank. He fired twelve times, hit him six times, and it like went up all the back. And I, apparently, the one that hit, it hit him in the arm, and then it deflected off the bone and hit him in the head. Okay. So that's what happened. So then the he, one that got in the head was a deflected. Yeah. Okay. So it said police named. Odom as a suspect after surveillance cameras captured the license plate of him driving. He was arrested two days after the shooting. Get this at the south fence of the White House. Whoa. And he got arrested because he was throwing objects over the fence of the White House onto the lawn. And in in uh this like package that he threw. It had included a written document that claimed aliens were taking over and trying to turn him into a sex slave. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. All right. It says officials said that Odom served in the military. He was honorably discharged. Not crazy. He did not have a criminal history. Uh, it said he earned a biochemistry uh, degree and had dreams of becoming a pharmacist, but everything changed in 2014. When he said a stranger on a plane advised him to purchase a disposable cell phone. So that's from this thing. It said he uh, pled guilty to aggravated battery with a firearm. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison. In October 2018, he appealed, claiming that his sentencing was excessive. That was rejected. And then he uh, got sent back into jail. He got sent back to jail. Yeah. And uh, what what year did all that happen? I was 2016. 2016. Okay, so that's he's, when it happened. So he's been in jail. Oh, it'll be four years. Yeah, oh, this year. So uh, did the in the pastor that he shot. Yeah, it, right, it, so they we, got a sermon right here three months after the attack, and so this is kind of interesting as well. So the pastor preached three months after he was attacked, yeah. and uh, it says here. So the day he was the day he was shot was the day after he gave an invocation as. Uh, at Texas Senator Ted Cruz's rally. Oh, wow. Um, so When he was running for president? Yeah, back in 2016. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the s- setup. So he, got, he shot this guy in Idaho and <laughs> basically got on a plane immediately. And I've read this from other sources as well. I'll try to fill in the blanks a little bit. Yeah. Shot the pastor, immediately got on an airplane. And it said during this time, and this is how they actually helped catch him again, he updated his Facebook page to a picture because in so in this package that he threw over the uh, the White House the White House lawn, which yeah. you can't do, <laughs> so right. you're immediately going to get arrested, right? Yeah, and he, uh, in, uh, I'm pretty sure he admitted everything, and on so he, he fled Idaho, hopped on an airplane immediately. <clears throat> he updated his Facebook profile picture to a picture of that's in the manifesto of these aliens that he drew and he wrote on a Facebook status. I just shot Tim Remington. 
blah, blah, blah. He's an alien and all this stuff. I was told to do this. On his Facebook page, he writes that. And uh, he also added, uh, he sent 50 Facebook friend requests during that time. Just a little piece of information. And uh, so then he gets arrested, and it's not How very can, hard to convince so, him. All right, so what I just read about I'm 100% sane, 0% crazy. Yes. Everything you just said would point to crazy. We haven't even read the manifesto yet. <laughs> I know. So, but well, it would seem that he is crazy. Well, I don't know. How about I? I think off the, of the pre, off well, of the introduction about, that you've given, I would say absolutely insane, certifiably insane. Uh, you fifty. Well, what about requests. this? What if I said this? What if? What if I said this? What if people that write manifestos? Yeah, they aren't crazy. People that write diaries are. <laughs> so if it's a manifesto, you know they're and real. And Frank wrote a diary. Was she insane? No. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we no, know I don't she know. wasn't I don't gay. Know. No, she wasn't. That was made up. Yeah. Yeah. By uh, Ellen. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. If you listen to... It was a, was that one? Know? Yeah, that was on my... Anyways, so that's the story. This okay. guy, uh, yeah, that's shot. Um, and so the story fills in more. Well, I love how you, f- you started us off here. Yes. We have a pastor who's been shot, who's been accused of being an alien. Yes. Six well, times. Well, we don't know. We don't know that yet. No, you oh, said did I that. read that? You okay. said that. Okay. You said okay. that he, the aliens told him that he was an alien. Yeah. That's why he shot him. And then you have a guy that goes to the White House who, you know, Kyle goes to the White House, throws stuff over the fence. Yeah. In the with... package was, it had like a USB drive. Mm-hmm. And so when we re- are reading the manifesto. Yeah. When he's, so when he says, see, per- check my personal documents. Yeah. He actually includes like. In his manifesto. His transcripts, his uh, college, his Oh. pedigree and everything like that yeah so you know yeah, yeah. He, he's trying he's, I guess. he's not hiding uh, no he's not yeah he's yeah so uh that's the story and so we i thought it'd be interesting to read through the manifesto yeah let's do because it because this is uh crazy it, it's interesting it's crazy i'm just calling it crazy All and right, then man. maybe the maybe it'll change my mind throughout the episode <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah all right all right uh, so you want me to continue on a little bit? Yeah, how you read the next section? All right. Why did he do it? That's the question. My life was ruined, ruined by an intelligent species of amphibian humanoids from Mars. I wish I was joking. Keep reading. Okay, Kyle. There were uh, they were here long before we ever existed. Their technology is millions of years more more advanced than ours. I've seen them do things that defy all comprehension. They have massive breeding stocks of humans, which they breed and control from birth. They use these humans in live vicarious... <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm going to start laughing again. You know what? I don't know why. Aliens make me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why this happens. All right. <clears throat> they have massive breeding stocks, stock of humans, which they breed and control from birth. They use these humans to, to, to live vicarious lives among us. They appear to be completely normal because they are good at imitating human behavior. See Martian technology for an explanation on this. I guess that'll be something else. Uh, the actual Martians live deep underground here in, and inside the moon. They take control of wild humans, uh, wild human beings, and use them as sex slaves. Don't believe me? Ask President Obama to take a lie detector test on this one. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 
They tried to take me, but they were unable to control my mind. They've been following me ever since. I tried everything to get my life back. I begged, I bargained, and I threatened. Everything I tried, everything I tried to do was sabotaged. I attempted suicide twice, but they stopped me both times. My last resort was to take actions that would bring this to the public's attention. All right. Next, it goes into his story. Do you want, would you like to read that? Yeah, or, sure. Okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I okay. might laugh a little, but I'll be okay. You shouldn't laugh at a... Well, what's crazy is we know what's going on here. Yeah. So, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, if anyone... Uh, they mentioned something that uh, is kind of talked about in the Bible, maybe a little bit. A little Nephilim. Oh. Breeding. Yeah, the breeding and the different... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out the books of Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, so uh, my story... Spring 2014, Moscow, Idaho. Everything started while I was at the University of Idaho. Spring 2014 was my final semester and I was taking a heavy course load. See transcript. <laughs> I was very stressed due to the intensity of my schedule, so I searched for a way to cope. I discovered meditation, which seemed to help, so it became part of my daily routine. Now do you see why the, uh, there's some reasons I picked Op this stuff? Opening it's doors. interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. I hope people picked up on that. Um, as I learned more about meditation, I became interested in consciousness and our ability to affect it. I kept working on my meditation techniques and began achieving extreme states of consciousness. This, in this continued until I encountered another being through meditation. It happened one night in February 2014 and it was the most profound experience I've ever had. I was lying in bed meditating, then suddenly left my physical body. I entered a space that was completely dark and had no awareness of my physical boundaries or orientation. I felt very peaceful there until a blue light began to approach me. As the blue light got closer, I realized it was another being. Once I, once I was in the being's presence, I felt an immediate sense of wrongdoing. It felt like I was being told, you shouldn't be here. I instantly conceded and felt guilty, and I began to distance myself from the being. This had an impact on them, and they seemed to change their mind about me. The moment I began to distance myself from the being, I became overwhelmed by a feeling I can only describe as unconditional love. During this part of the experience, our minds became connected, and I saw that the being was female. I then began to feel the most euphoric, comforting, and blissful feelings I have ever felt. It was extremely powerful and life-altering. Next thing I knew, I woke up. I had tears in my eyes and I couldn't get out of bed. I felt a profound sense of loss like I had just lost someone close to me. It was very painful. A few minutes later, this experience left my mind against my will, and I went about my day. After that, I had no urge to meditate at all. Every time I even thought about meditation, the thought was stripped from my mind. When I finally did try meditating again, I was unable to achieve anything. I didn't think much of it at the time, but I knew it wasn't going to improve. Ultimately, I decided to give up on meditation and just focus on my classes. The remainder of the semester became exceedingly easy for me. It felt like I had tapped into some sort of power. I was exerting no mental effort, even though the classes had become extremely difficult before, even though they had been extremely difficult before. I also began to have complex thoughts and a deep a, a depth of understanding I had never reached before. About a month later, I started interviewing at the graduate schools I had applied to. 
Shortly after the interviews were done, I started receiving offers. I accepted an offer to, I, I decided to accept the offer from Baylor Medicine, uh, sorry. I decided to accept the offer from Baylor Medicine, the uh, College of Medicine. I keep messing that up. I don't know why I'm messing that up. Baylor College he of Medicine. He went to Baylor College of Medicine <laughs> there you go. to work on a PhD in human genetics. I was very excited about the opportunity to work at such a prestigious university. The future looked bright, and I couldn't wait to get started. Mm. You want to just unpack that for a minute? Yeah, we, I was going to say, we can't okay. keep going. we got to stop for a minute. Yeah. So. It starts with meditation. I yes. mean, we just, let's just go there, because that's, that's literally where it starts for him. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that, because it says he was stressed out, right? Obviously, he would. he's in a... A degree, a, a degree, advanced that, diplomas, and that, yeah, that's difficult. Like those classes are e yeah, not easy. That's right. And so, I think it's what's so unique about this. And reading through the manifesto is it really, and that, like as you read it, it doesn't sound like someone who's crazy. You know what I mean? Like when you read it, it's not. It's very put together. It's not using, like I, since we've gotten into all this stuff, I've read some, base like, uh, texts from people that uh, even I've read some texts from alien uh, UFO cults. Right. And people that claim that they've been contacted by UFOs and stuff like that, beings and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And it does not sound like this. They all have this stuff that when they write, it doesn't come off of that, which is really interesting. Well, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because he's definitely, his his intelligence is... Still there. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very high, he's high... Uh, he functions well through this experience yeah. and his intelligence. But what what I was going to say is that uh, what's interesting is he hasn't mentioned the aliens yet. No, it's only just been some kind of being a a blue beam, or the, a blue light that showed up, and then it becomes which yeah. is interesting because um, there's actually Project Blue Book, which Project it, Blue Beam. There's Blue Beam and there's Blue Book. The Blue Book, yeah. Yeah, remember um, Joseph mentioned yeah. it uh, on our episode before last. So he with the alien abduction and uh so there's something about this blue light that does connect with these aliens and with some other stuff you know but uh what's interesting too is this entity what it left him with feeling mm -hmm. this like first like love like the love mm -hmm. and the fulfillment and all that that is actually something that some of the abductees have mentioned before too with dread continuing through yeah. so um but i was gonna say i think it's interesting to point out um Maybe to kind of get on a little bit of a preaching, yeah, high box for a minute. Go for it. Is this is like a real? If we're gonna take him at his word, as just put aside the craziness and what right, he does, right? If we take him as this is literally what happened to him, like this is what he did. This perfectly kind of shows the dangers of, um, what started as simple meditation. So you know what I mean? Right. This right. is like a textbook, you know, where. It's really unique because we actually are going to go along with him and see how it progresses. progresses. Yeah. And it all started with meditation. So maybe... He, uh, he opened a door. He opened a door. And that's yeah. what I was going to... About the preaching stuff is when, you know, we, uh, I don't know if anyone cared about like, oh, why are they going to spend a whole episode on the Enneagram? Why are they going to do a whole thing about yoga? Why are they going right. to... Why are they talking about this stuff? Oh, it's just fun. I just like to meditate, clear my mind. Right. You know, like what's going to happen... Why should a Christian care about this? Uh, because stuff happens. So right. it's not, this is like a perfect anecdotal story that the guy, ex he says it straight here and he 
kill like he attempted to kill someone to bring in his own self eventually yeah yeah um but yeah so the the just the meditating well all, and all he was trying to do was just relax and just cope cope with stuff pressure and strength. eventually he opened the door that was just enough for the devil to get in that's right that's right so so here we are any little you know any little bit that that the devil will that's right use as a foothold every so. that's right so uh, we end up here. He's getting into Baylor College of Medicine mm -hmm. to work on his PhD. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah here okay. he is. July 2014 to October 2014, Houston, Texas. Everything changed once I started the program. The moment I arrived, I could see flaws in every professor's research. My mind was so expanded that I could instantly understand the implications of entire research projects. Because of this, I was able to see weaknesses with all the available projects. This caused me to become very concerned about what I was doing, and I felt like I was wasting my time. I voiced my concerns to my advisor, and he casually brushed them aside. He told me, just have fun. It'll be fun. I kept trying to get motivated, but things continued to get worse. I started seeing flaws in the foundations of genetics and other fields. I got to the point where I couldn't stop thinking about them. To make things worse, no one else seemed to care, which really bothered me. All of these issues made it impossible for me to continue, so I decided to leave. The day after I decided to leave, my life became a living hell. I couldn't sleep, and my mind felt sapped. I was entirely at peace with my decision, so I knew something strange was happening to me. After a few days of this, two of the graduate students began reaching out to me, uh, blank and blank. <laughs> so they yeah. say their name, they're, they're marked out, so we don't know who they are. I barely knew them so it seemed unusual that they would contact me. When I went to see them, they both kept pointing their finger at me, saying, pew, pew, like they were shooting a gun. They did this over and over, and I kept wondering what their problem was. Months after I had left Houston, I was told that blank and blank were not human. They were tasked with making me into the next school shooter, as they called it. I imagine this is why many of our school shootings are taking place. Anyways, Things slowly improved after I stopped talking with them, but I was mentally exhausted. I tried to figure out what to do with my life, but I could hardly think. Eventually, I left Texas and started applying for jobs all over the country. But a, a few months later, things took a strange turn. Do you want me to continue? Yeah. Or would you like to? So it's just kind of, he drops out. He, he's seen flaws in everything. Yeah. He has this expanded mind, supposedly, after the same experience. So this one experience has really changed him dramatically. Yeah. I wonder how valid those things are that he saw those flaws are, if they're real or if his professors agreed with him or mm. if they just... It's an know. interesting point. Like if he... Uh, um, like I'd, I'd love to interview, yeah, yeah. like find out like, hey, did, did, like what, did what, Kyle... What's, what's your theory? And then all of a sudden he says something and then, yeah, a professor would say, oh, yeah, yeah it's like valid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you think if they thought it was valid that he would excel up to the, you know, become like a teacher's yeah. assistant or something. But it, you know what's interesting is, uh, so he has this profound spiritual experience. And uh, actually, uh, it, it, I don't want to throw people under the bus, but it seems, uh, uh, no, I won't say it that way. <laughs> uh, it's like he's so, when, when people connect with the spiritual thing, like everything on earth just feels so like 
fake, mm-hmm. stupid, not worthwhile. Lesser than. You know than. what I mean? It's less than. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say it's like an interesting thing that uh, you, you said the term before that I liked it is, uh, uh, was it? Like heaven, too heavenly minded for earthly good, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd say maybe it's a, it's a that kind of thinking is a, watch out for people like that. <laughs> you know, maybe use some discernment if yeah. all of a sudden people are having a spiritual experience and then all of a sudden completely drop off from right earth, especially if it's not a spiritual experience that we would consider orthodox in yeah. in you know traditional belief that is christian yeah but i was going to say it's yeah. interesting that you see uh yeah like christians continue to do um stuff and you know maybe they'll get more you know and new believers all of a sudden they're uh, the christian version of extreme you know like the zealousness the, of, yeah where of they're like belief. telling everyone they're walking up to everyone and yeah. you know this isn't my thing so i don't do it so i apologize if this is your thing but you see like new christians where they're talking to everybody do you know about jesus and they're like hey man i'm just trying to get on the bus you know what i mean <laughs> like uh that kind of thing but it is interesting that like in the eastern people like that you know there's a lot of i mean everyone they go follow these yogis and yeah you know sell all their belongings and stuff like that so it's yeah. uh it's interesting i was just thinking about that that it seems to be a uh well you know what's interesting about what you just said and it's i was kind of thinking about it as you were talking uh, people that get spiritually enlightened in yoga and through the new age methods um, versus someone who gets spiritually enlightened through uh, regeneration through Christianity, yeah. being born again, uh, the Christian person wants everyone to have what he has or what they have. They really just want them to experience what they've experienced out of yeah. genuine, like this is real um, and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it seems like people in the new age, they just really care about themselves. Yeah. It just keeps turning more inward. Yeah. And they, they would love it if you could experience that, but they don't really want to, like, their their mission isn't to put you on a path to try and find it. It's for them to find their own enlightenment and right. preach. And maybe I'm s- wrong because I don't do new age or yoga, yeah. and, and I don't know a ton of people that do, but maybe I'm wrong, but I, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Hmm. So, yeah. But. Interesting. You want me to keep reading a little bit? Yeah, sure. This next section is long, so just go for <clears throat> as a long while as I can. Okay. Look at me. All right. October 2014 to, to August 2015, CDA, Idaho. In spring of 2015, I finally secured an interview with a food company. I thought I was about to get something going in with my life, but I was wrong. I couldn't sleep at all the night before my interview. I literally stayed awake the entire night, which had never happened to me before. I looked unrecognizable in the mirror the next morning, and my mind felt sapped, worse than it had when I was in Houston. Needless to say, the interview didn't go well. I couldn't think, and I had extreme difficulty with normal conversation. After the interview was over, I suddenly felt fine and looked perfectly normal. I slept great that night and then made my way to the airport the next morning. This is where the story gets weird. On the plane ride back home, my seat was taken. I asked the flight attendant, and she directed me to a new seat. Once I sat down, an older gentleman in front of me kept glancing back until he got my attention. As he kept looking back, my head began to hurt and tingle. The moment my head began to hurt, his lips curled up into this evil-looking smile. The pain and tingling in my head continued for the rest of the flight, and it got more intense as time went on. Every time I felt it, the man would start taking notes in a notepad. About halfway through the flight, someone else in front of me held up a newspaper that said psychic reading 
for like five minutes straight, and it, it was blatantly obvious that they were doing something to me, but I didn't know what. Once we landed, the older gentleman kept showing me his track phone as if to say, get one of these. I had applied to, to several government agencies before this happened, so I thought this might be their way of contacting me. Out of curiosity, I decided to go buy a track phone. I checked, I checked it every day to see if any, anyone had messaged or called. About a month later, I got a text message from a man named John Padula. He invited me to come to church at the altar. It seemed like a strange place to be recruiting for government jobs, but I went anyway. After I got there, he went inside. After I got there and went inside, something felt very wrong. I felt as if my life was in danger and I became so uncomfortable I had to leave. A couple of days later, I started receiving text messages from Tim Remington. At first, they were innocuous Bible messages, but then he started threatening me. He sent message, messages talking about their power and other things. He did this all through Bible verses so it would not look suspicious. I ignored everything until he sent one final text message. He simply said, Angels. I thought nothing of it until helicopters started flying around my house all day and night. At this point, I knew I was in trouble. I knew I needed to contact them. So I made an appointment to meet John Padula for coffee. Little did I know he had no intention of meeting me. After making the appointment to meet John, something very bizarre happened. I received the most unnatural... Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> I've ever had. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. It felt like... It felt like... <laughs> it felt like <laughs> okay. Uh, Maybe we should skip this? I don't... I didn't know what was happening. Do you know what it, do you... I haven't read this, so I don't know. I'm, re I'm reading it for the first time. So do you know what it is? I, it looks like he might have had an orgasm or something. Yeah, he's getting an erection. Okay. Oh, I had the most unnatural erection I've ever had. This is why we're explicit, kids. Uh, it felt like someone was manually pumping blood into my unit. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Immediately after that, a song began playing in my mind. The lyrics went, Sister, sister, he's just a plaything. We want to make him stay up all night. I had never heard this song before, and I had no idea what it meant. I tried to ignore it and kept searching for jobs. A few minutes later, the song quit playing. <laughs> Nothing else happened until I tried to go to sleep that night. As soon as I got into bed, the song started again. I'm so scared to keep reading because I don't know what's going to happen right now. <laughs> sister, sister, he's just a plaything. We want to make him stay up all night. As it turned out, they weren't kidding. I got literally zero minutes of sleep that night. Every time I started to drift off, I was woken up violently, and then the song would play. You want me to take over? Please. Okay. Uh, when the sun came up, I gave up on trying to sleep and got out of bed. I was relieved at first because the song had quit playing. I thought the torture was over until a voice entered my mind. The voice said, you're going to be uncomfortable. All you have to do is breathe. I sat there wondering what this meant until the voice spoke again. It told me I was going to be, quote, I was going to, quote, be sacrificed like Jesus and get beheaded. This threw me into a complete panic. My, my heart started racing and I started to have a mental breakdown. Yeah, go figure. I would. 
<laughs> a few minutes later, some man knocked on my door. I answered and he gave me a pamphlet talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. Yeah. My mind started racing out of control and I became de completely delirious. I thought for sure I was going to die. My, my thoughts shifted to my family and all I could think about was seeing them again. They were in Albuquerque at the time and I decided to buy a one-way ticket there. When I reached the Spokane airport, my panic subsided. Everything was fine until I got on the plane to Albuquerque. I sat next to this huge man who kept telling me telepathically that he was going to crash the plane. Every time he spoke, he would sniff emphatically. I didn't know what to do, so I just sat there trying to stay as calm as possible. The, quote, man became angry about this and started touching my leg. The second he touched me, I could feel him inside my mind. This caused me to panic until I was on the verge of causing a scene. Before, it, before I did anything, he told me to calm down and said, You did a great job. You passed. Go enjoy your family. We have a job waiting for you when you get back. I thanked him and felt slightly relieved, but I had no intention of contacting him at all. My only thought was to get as far away from him as possible. After getting off the plane, I headed to the baggage claim. A huge group of them surrounded me there. I watched them cautiously, and they all began sniffing me, sniffing at me. <laughs> the sniff is something they do all the time. I think it has something to do with dominance. When I, find, when I finally got my bag, I left the airport as fast as I could. My parents were right outside waiting to pick me up. I was so happy to see them again. I gave them big hugs and told them how much I love them. This was my, lo my last happy moment in Albuquerque, however. They followed us everywhere we went after that. Whenever I saw one, they would sniff at me to let them know it was me. They would also smile, laugh, and stick their tongues out. As time went on, they started co coaxing me to go outside alone. I was scared to death they would kill me, so I refused. Eventually, they threatened to harm my family, which caused me to give in to them. I told them I would do whatever they want if they left my family alone. They responded by saying, go to church. I knew they meant the altar, so I agreed to go when I went back. When I went to the altar for the first time, the people acted very strange. It was unhuman. As I walked into the sermon room, everyone stared at me and began sniffing emphatically. Needless to say, I was scared as hell, but I took a seat. When the service began, a man came and sat down next to me. After he sat down, I began smelling something. It was a smell I had never smelt before. The only thing I can compare it to is reptile and vinegar. <laughs> After smelling it, I became very uncomfortable. I tried to remain calm, but he just sat there quietly until the service was over. When, uh, when the service ended, they said, you can leave now. After that, I knew I wasn't dealing with the government anymore. I realized that whoever I was dealing with was extraterrestrial, so I became very scared. Hmm. I received no further instructions from them after that, so I began applying, to, applying for jobs again. Even though I had done exactly as I was told, they still followed me everywhere I went. As time went on, they started harassing me day and night. I began to hear voices more often. I began to hallucinate things that I knew weren't real. They also started playing with me sexually. Both the males and the females would play out their sexual fantasies in my mind. This came with random and uncontrollable blank, as well as extreme blank s stimulation. C, brain and behavior and Martian tech. Two articles that he yeah. posted Yeah, along with it. The harassment continued for weeks and intensified as time went on. I did my best 
my absolute best to maintain my sanity and tried to avoid them. This worked for a while, but eventually I had a huge meltdown. One day I was at the bakery at Safeway when I got surrounded by a bunch of old men. Some of them looked at me and sniffed, so I knew it was them. They started st stimulating mm -hmm. my blank and mm -hmm. blank simultaneously until they spoke aggressively. No, and, then they and then they spoke aggressively. Yeah. They said, humans are nothing more than the result of a, a successful genetic experiment. You are a threat to the way these people think, and you can no longer be free in society. Your life is over. You are nothing but a toy. Your purpose is... <laughs> I'm not going to say... <laughs> yeah. It's the... uh, they want to make him a sex slave. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, they continued to say other explicit things that were so obscene, I won't repeat them here. Before they finished talking, I became enraged. It took every ounce of willpower I had not to kill them. I left the store and tried to calm down, but it only got worse. The rest of the night, they continually stimulated mm -hmm. uh, me. It got to the point where I was in serious pain. They finally stopped after I broke down and became completely distraught. I knew I couldn't take anymore, so I attempted suicide. I filled a charcoal grill with lit coals, put them in my car, and rolled up the windows. I reclined my seat, laid there calmly, and then fell asleep. I should have died, but they woke me up in, a, in an extreme panic, which caused me to get out of the car. As I slowly regained consciousness, I became very upset to be alive. I had no clue where to go at that point, so I decided to check myself into the VA. They shipped me straight to the mental ward, and I was admitted. Nothing improved while I was there. The medication they gave me did absolutely nothing. I just sat there surrounded by a bunch of psychotic people and became exasperated. I knew their goal was to ruin my life by making me into a crazy person. I became determined not to let that happen and started fighting back. Yeah. Uh, let's for take a break for a okay. second. So I've moved away from my original synopsis of he is crazy. Yeah. And it's perfect time to talk. About this. I think it's more than it's certainly in, you know, we've already discussed this, but it's a spiritual issue. Yeah. I think he's in my synopsis and maybe, you know, I'll just throw this out there. Maybe it'll expand more, but I think he's being spiritually harassed by demons. Yeah. I think it's demonic forces. I think he actually might even be demonically um, possessed at, you know, at some level. Well, if you're hearing voices and stuff like that. Well, they can speak to you, yeah. which can sound like your own voice a lot of times. They can do things like that. But the fact that he, you know, he's, uh, that the, the things that are happening sexually to him and yeah. stuff, like phys the physical things. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just putting that together with it. So, uh, so it's really a, a, a you know, in fact, the fact that it, uh, he saw an, a demon when he was in his first, really, in in, in his uh, yoga trance, you know, when he was in his... Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, again, it came to him, and he was euphoric, you know, it was all good. Right, it right. It was all love, it was all... Which is a great... It, it, there's, you know, Corinthians talks about Satan comes as an angel of light, mm -hmm. you know, so he's just very deceptive. It seems good, it seems... It probably feels great. Yeah. You know. All right. You want me to keep reading? Yeah. yeah All right. Here we go. Start. After leaving the VA, everything I tried to do with my life was sabotaged. They didn't want me dead, but they also weren't going to let me live. In desperation, I went back to the altar to ask them what they wanted from me. I didn't know what else to do. Before I tell you their reply, I need to make an important caveat here. I had endured so much abuse by this time that I was numb to them. 
The details of what they've done to me aren't essential to the story, so I won't include them here. If you want to know more about what I've been through or more about them, write me. Just realize I've been tortured more than a POW. That's a, a parenthetical yeah. quote there. Their response was, this is back at the altar, we want you as a sex slave. Thinking they were serious, I sat there waiting for them to do something. All they did was say, keep coming to church. So I did. After a few more services, I found myself talking to Tim Remington face to face. He was telling me that I should consider becoming a minister. We were in mid-conversation when he suddenly revealed himself to me. I have no clue how he did it, but it looked as if his human face became his, became his real face. It happened in, for only like one or two seconds, but I was able to draw a sketch of what I saw. His eyes really stood out, so they captured my attention. They were huge and bulging. His eyelids were darker, darker green, and his irises were yellowish brown with, with slit pupils. After witnessing this, nothing else happened. I continued tending, attending the altar for a few more services, waiting for them to do something. They did nothing except for tell me to submit and surrender. I had no clue what they meant, so I left the church and I never went back. August 2015 to present day, CDA, Idaho. I think that's a correction facility or something. Or no, CDA is the uh, the the city that I couldn't pronounce. That was all oh, French. Oh, the Coeur d'Alene or whatever. Yeah, yeah the French. Thing. Uh, after leaving the altar, they gave me some breathing room. They held back on their harassments, and I as I and I began to recover. I decided to make one final attempt at a normal life by pursuing a career as a pharmacist. I started taking classes at NIC to finish up the prereqs I needed. I also started volunteering at a local pharmacy. Unfortunately, they followed me to school. There were several, several of them in every class I took. They made it impossible for me to study, and they continuously harassed me, especially while I took tests. Even with all of this going on, I still somehow managed to get an A and AP during the fall semester. Sadly, my success was short-lived. The pressure of this semester, spring of 2016, is far too intense. Every time I go to class, they start manipulating my brain until I can go into a blind rage. Sometimes they suppress my brain until I begin to black out. They also manipulate my heart rate and flood my body with adrenaline over and over again, making me extremely uncomfortable. The females stimulate mm -hmm, and, uh, when they are close, and the males stimulate mm -hmm. it's incredibly exhausting. So he's, they're, they're molesting him. Right, yeah, yeah. I struggled to pass my test so that they couldn't blame this on me, on, on me failing out of school. I wanted to continue, but I simply cannot. Every moment I spend in the classroom is absolute torture. The classes themselves are extremely difficult without this added pressure. The worst part is I received an interview for ISU's pharmacy program. Since I cannot continue with the classes, there is no reason for me to go to the interview. My chance at a normal life has been ruined. They've also been depriving me of sleep, so I don't have the strength to continue. I was too smart for my own good, so they decided to remove me from society. They were worried I might change the way other people think, which could lead to problems. Problems in the form of scientific revolutions. If we get much smarter as a species, we are going to become a threat to their existence. If you talk to me in person, I will see you, you, you will see that I am not crazy at all. The Martians are just so good at hiding in plain sight that no one would know they exist until they revealed themselves. They are able to fool us so well that what I'm saying sounds impossible. 
However, they are 100% real. Realize, their technology is millions of years more advanced than ours. Think about that for a second. Think about the advancement we have made in the last 100 years. Once you've done that, try to imagine what millions of years of technology would look like. The president is well aware of them, which is why I wrote him a personal letter. I hope he does something about it. I have done nothing wrong to deserve what's happened to me. I tried literally everything to find a job, and they sabotaged me at every corner. Initially, I thought the right thing to do was kill myself after attempting suicide twice. It became clear they weren't going to let me die easy. My last resort was to take actions to bring this to public attention. I hope something good comes from it. Just realize that I'm a good person and I'm completely innocent. Also realize that people I killed, that the people I killed are not what you think. Read the Martian technology to understand. Wow. So he killed. Just read a little bit. Yeah, mo- it's almost done. To make it very clear, Tim and John were not wild human beings. Wild humans equal normal people like you and I. Tim and John equal minds that were controlled by, from birth by Martians. It's hard to imagine, I know. Nonetheless, it's all true. Why would I give up a career as a pharmacist to do this? Hmm. I left out many details from my story, and I want to... I wanted to write only the most cr- critical events in order to make it coherent. If you want to know more, like how I discovered there are multiple species of them, feel free to write me. So that's, yeah. That's his manifesto. Yeah, there's some more. Uh, so he goes into a Q&A, <laughs> which answers some more questions okay. that I think are interesting. Well, let's just... Okay. Before yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to stop between this. Yeah, yeah. But I was, so I just want to give like an overview of like what these quote-unquote Martians are doing these enti- I'm gonna just call them entities from mm-hmm. now on but so they're stimulating him sexually they're molesting him sexually they're they're um, torturing his mind yeah um, they're physically messing with his physiological like his adrenal and his heart rate and all that kind of stuff they're exhausting him with not letting him sleep uh, it's just an absolute torture yeah, and it said for the job interview, he didn't recognize himself in the mirror going into it, and then afterwards he did. So right. there's some... That's why I think there's a possession situation happening yeah. here. Now, and he did kill... Evidently, he killed two people. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? He was going to. Oh, he okay. wrote this before. Oh, okay. So this is before. Yeah. So I don't know this the whole story. I'm learning this as the listeners are as well. well maybe. Maybe, maybe not. All right. You want to do the Q&A real quick? Sure. Or do you have anything you want to add to that? No. Yeah, it's a good summary. Okay. Q&A. Why would aliens hide in a church? Same reason terrorists hide in mosques. (laughs) If you're doing very bad things and you want to avoid getting caught, you will put up a front to make yourself look like a good person. How do you know about their technology? I have seen them use it and they talk to me about it. This was how I learned about their breeding stock of remote control humans. Physically, their humans are no different than us. They just lack a mind of their own. Why would they tell you so much? They value me because I'm smart. They also, they were also very confident they could take control of my mind. Turns out they couldn't. Anyways, in the interim, some of us developed a personal relationship. They are very arrogant, so they told me much more than they should have. This allowed me to understand some of the things they can do. Hmm. What else have you seen? I have seen them make things appear out of nowhere. One time I was sitting on a couch and a dollar bill appeared on my lap. Another time, while driving, they made a brown bag appear in my passenger seat. 
They used random, unsuspecting items so no one would think anything of it. I was alone both times this happened. I'm pretty sure they can pop in and out of dimension of this dimension based on other things I've seen. I'm also pretty sure they can overlap our reality with an alternate dimension. I say this because I've gone into stores where I know the employees and suddenly there are all new employees I've never seen before. Some of the other things I've seen are so strange I literally cannot describe them. This all makes sense though. Their technology is millions of years ahead of us so it should be incomprehensible to us. Why did they target you? They started following me after I encountered the being through meditation. Hmm. Boom. There you I go. I was going to say. Once again. Since my mind was so expanded from the experience, they deemed me a threat to the rest of society. They thought I could change the way people think, so they decided to remove me from society. I have, I began to have profound thoughts about genetics while I was at graduate school, which is another factor. If certain ways of thinking are allowed to exist, revolutions will take place. They could not afford for us to have a revolution in genetics. If we if we did, we could illuminate diseases, cancers, and many other things that plague us. They need us to remain ignorant and continue struggling. Otherwise, we would become a threat to them. Hmm. So uh, here's the letter to the president. Okay. So it says... Uh, <laughs> This will not make sense unless you were the president or one of his close friends. If this doesn't pertain to you, please ignore it. So uh, let's see if maybe we can make sense of it. All right. Well, I mean, we're not. I know why he wrote that, though. We're not the president and we're not uh, any of his close friends, but. But he's on the inside, the no with the alien reptile things. Mr. President, I want to thank you for your service to this country. Yeah, Barack Obama. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> sacrifice for this country. Yeah, sacrifice for this country. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Uh, he really is crazy. If he thought Barack Obama <laughs> anything, sacrificed anything for this country. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It's very upsetting to hear, the th- uh, hear you talk about the things they do to you. Why do you let them? I suppose you have no other choice. I've been struggling with them myself for over a year now. I had nothing to lose, so I chose this instead. I could never tolerate that much abuse. I hope you don't take any of their threats too seriously. Everything is a game to them. Realize they consider the entire human race a plaything, including you. They brag to me about what they do to you. I'm sure you already know, but he doesn't love you. Their brains don't even work that way. I don't know you personally, but they've shown me a lot about you. You're an amazing person. Hmm. Again, clearly mentally ill. Right. Or satanic. Or satanic, yeah, demonically possessed to think that Barack Obama was a good person. Uh, I hope you stop letting them humiliate you. Why be afraid to retaliate? Kennedy wasn't. Ooh. It's time someone took a stand to end this nonsense. Can you think of a better legacy than that? What's worse, having everyone know the reality of the situation or watching some of our best and brightest become slaves i wish you the very best with the remainder of your presidency if you're still in there stay strong link to a youtube video okay <laughs> all right <laughs> you, want, you want to read the uh, martian brain yeah i'll read the martian brain and behavior okay so if you want to know a little bit about these entities yeah he's this... gonna give us some uh observable details all right martian brain and behavior I've observed their behavior for almost a year now. Consequently, I've been able to make several deductions about them. The first deduction is based on their primary characteristics, which include, 
Number one, they're hypersexual. Number two, they're hyperaggressive. Number three, they're fearful and paranoid. In the human brain, the, um, the amygdala, yes, the amygdala is responsible for all of these characteristics. Therefore, Martians must have an anagulous structure and it must be greatly enlarged. The morphology of their brain is also markedly different than ours. I know this because I've seen what the amphibian humanoids look like. The males are extremely aggressive. In their society, there is only one thing, and that is power. Whoever is the smartest, biggest, and strongest wins. One time I was talking to a young male who kept trying to intimidate or scare me. He saw that I was still confident in myself and immediately became discouraged. He stopped what he was doing, and he said, you think you're better than me, then hung his head, and he walked away. I told him that wasn't true, but he wouldn't listen. After this, every time I encountered one of the males in public, they would attack me mentally until, I was, until they destroyed my self-esteem. They did this because they are scared to death of my intelligence. The only way they have confidence to talk, to me, talk with me is if I'm scared for my life or if I'm completely despondent. To the males, everything is black or white. There is no middle ground. They are power-hungry megalomaniacs obsessed with control. If they are not 100% in control of every situation, they panic. If something happens that they aren't anticipating, they get very upset. They hate surprises. I know this because I was smart enough to trick them a few times. To recap, the males are megalomaniacal, obsessed with sex, extremely aggressive, fearful and paranoid, power-hungry, obsessed with control. Sound familiar? Who else do you know that has these characteristics? Donald Trump? Wait, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> if you answered God from the Bible, you are correct. Oh, my word. Martians are responsible for the God myth. Martians may have created humans, as they claimed, but they are certainly not gods themselves. They are just another intelligent species that evolved on a neighboring planet. There is no God. There is no heaven. There is no hell. Earth is as close to heaven as we will ever get, and we're letting the Martians ruin it. They're going to destroy Earth just like they destroyed Mars if we let them. Our survival rests in the hands, it rests in their hands for the time being. So that's it. That is the confirming statement to me right there that they're demonic, denying God, denying existence of God, denying the divinely revealed truth that God is real, heaven is real, hell is real. Mm -hmm. They all exist. Man, these pictures that they have too of the uh, <laughs> of the aliens. Maybe I'll put them on our Instagram. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll screenshot these and put them on the Instagram so you, that people can see them. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, and then he's got a list of noteworthy Martians. Yeah. <laughs> now, you'd be surprised. These are, these are individuals that he believes are... Dude, this is crazy. This is... Man, I, I wonder if anyone who's, uh, who is experiencing deliverance ministry, that's, you know, someone who's able to assist in bringing someone through demonic oppression and possession into freedom mm -hmm. if they've ever reached out to this guy because it says here on the list he has u.s senators u.s house of representatives and israeli leadership 
Yeah. Why Israeli leadership out of all of these things? Right? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, who are God's chosen people? Right? Israel. His nation that he <laughs> that he has set apart. Right? Isn't it interesting yeah. that if this is a demonic possession, which I believe it is, or oppression at at, at least at the very least it's an oppression, uh, that it would taint his mind to single out Israel. And and it's the longest list, too, by the way, of all the people. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know a lot of these people that are on the list. Um, He he says every single prime minister since 1948. Yeah. Which is when they became, you know, recognized by the UN as a nation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. I started off thinking this guy, Kyle Odom, is certified nutcase. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just didn't have, you know, the elevator didn't go to the top floor. He's a few few sandwiches short of a picnic. And then uh and then as we read through, it just became pretty clear to me that this is a spiritual entity and he's had he's had a spiritual experience that was demonically influenced and fueled and and then taken advantage of. He's probably so in tune from that you know, he probably learned how he probably opened his spirit up so much in the meditation that it kind of stayed in tune with the spirit realm and they just had free access mm-hmm. once it, once it like was propped open and stayed open. Yeah. So man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, we will put these pictures, uh, for that he drew of what he saw when the guy's face changed his, his buddy at the, at the altar church. So what do we know about the altar church? Anything, do you know anything else about them? Oh, um, no, I didn't look into them. It'd be interesting to know a little bit about them. What they, if they have any statements on this, I'm sure they have a statement that they've made publicly. Yeah, I, I remember uh, him forgiving him, the the pastor mm-hmm. for shooting him. That's yeah. incredible, right there. Yeah, yeah, dude, this is a pretty crazy story. Yeah, and you know, so this is just um, it, like I wish that when we had Joseph um on from the alien abduction episode that we did a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that we could have gotten him to share some of his stories that would have been really great uh like he knew like through his interviews because he's interviewed he's literally interviewed hundreds of you know alien abductors uh, abductees i should yeah. say and i would love to know if there's any of them that are similar to these things mm-hmm. like if if the face description or some of the experiences that he had with like the, you know, molestation stuff. Cause I know I've heard. Yeah. That's a common thing. Yeah. So, and I wonder well, what he did say that he said it's uh extremely common. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's right. I wonder what would happen if, if Kyle would have like in Jesus name rebuked. Yeah. Some of these aggressive male, you know, entities. If it had been like, Hey, you know what? In Jesus name, you need to leave right now. Yeah. If they would probably have to submit. They yeah. would submit. They'd have to submit. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Um, maybe Tim Remington is an alien if he survived. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, but clearly, I mean, God even just thinking of that, yeah, that, uh, you know, yeah, God protected the other guy. Because, yeah. again, he's a Marine, so he's, you know, knows how to fire a firearm. At least, even if he went through basic training, I don't know if he was actually deployed, you know, right. anything like that, but basic training, you shoot. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be proficient at shooting. So if you're walking up on, you have to jump on a guy from behind. Right. 
and you shoot 12 times and you only hit them six times, like you gotta, that's like standing, you know, you're on a boat. Right. And uh, you're trying to shoot the water mm-hmm. and you miss six <laughs> right, times. Right, right, yeah. You know Out what I mean? 12, yeah. Um, the Lord had his hand yeah, on those absolutely. bullets. absolutely. And yeah. one of them hit, you know, hit his, hit his head. Yeah. Went into his head. Right. So. Uh, I, want, it, I wonder if, uh, Kyle's still in prison right now. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, hey Kyle, if you if you somehow hear this. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. If somehow you hear this, I just want you to give your life to Jesus Christ and call out on him to set you free from this torment. In the name of Jesus, all of these things must flee. That's, It's the truth. Yeah. I mean, you were willing to try meditation. Call out on Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I will go uh, back to a news article, though, that okay. says this. He has, uh, Odom has since undergone counseling and treatment for mental illness, and he has apologized for his actions, and he stated that he hoped the pastor makes a full recovery. So, again, that's, uh, yeah, you know, interesting to uh, most, I don't know, most crazy <laughs> people uh, stick with it, you know what I mean? Like, if you think of prolific Yeah, they don't, they people, don't, they don't uh, change, like, yeah. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe somebody did. Get maybe to he him. did. Yeah. Maybe uh, sitting. Maybe some, in all those sermons, something or went through. Maybe some prison chaplain has been able to talk to him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So there you go. There you go. That is the story of Kyle Odom and Pastor Tim Remington. There you go. That's right. And uh, we will put these pictures on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, then go follow us on Instagram. And you can simply find us at uh, our handle is All Out War Podcast. Just one word, All Out War Podcast. And so I'll put these on our on our Instagram page. And I'll, I'll put them on our Twitter too, which is AOWCast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, AOWCast, so. yeah. So you can go there and... Whatever goes on Instagram goes to Facebook. So if you follow us on Facebook, you'll get there. Who goes on Facebook anymore? I miss Facebook. The, the elderly, the boomers. Yeah. Facebook is the boomers. I like. You like Facebook? I prefer Facebook over Instagram. I don't understand how you people use Instagram. I love Instagram. I've loved it from the start. Not I always me. have. Yeah. It's just. Oh my. I don't get TikTok. I have a TikTok. We don't. <laughs> we don't have a TikTok as a, as the podcast, but. I, you have a TikTok. I've never used it before. I don't understand it. I it's like Vine 2.0. I don't even know what Vine is. Vine was back in the nine in the 2000 mid 2000s, I guess, where they like it was like a it was like a YouTube but shorts, and mm-hmm. you could only do like 30 second videos or something. Oh, like that. four se- wasn't it? Mid- four seconds. It was like five minutes, six. No, six seconds. Six seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was. I knew it was short. I I never had a Vine, but I watched them and stuff. Oh. And it was mostly like just stupid stuff. Yeah. Like the dumb stuff that's funny. There's some great like, lines uh, out there. Like the humor of uh, the target audience, I would assume, which was the target audience of users, which is 11 year olds. No, it was older than that. Vines were 13 year olds. Yeah, probably 13 to, 13 <laughs> to 16 year olds is probably the target audience. I'm sorry, audience. maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, so, you forget I was a youth pastor, bro. I was like true. around all that's this true. junk all the time. That's true. So. You're more in touch with the kids. You're hip. I am not hip. You're not hip. anymore. You're I hip used to, to their hopping. Hip to the hopping. Yeah, I'm on the TikToking. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not on the TikTok. In fact, my kids, my kids are you know, in high school age, and they got, they were annoyed that I had a TikTok. 
They're like, Dad, you have a TikTok? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what do you watch? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I just open it up and things start playing. I don't know. I've never even done a post. Like, I haven't done a TikTok, po- TikTok post because oh. I'm that way. Yeah. But I'm there. I'm I'm where the hip kids are on the TikTok. Get on the TikTok, Rosie. No, I have too many books to read. Come on, man. <laughs> books, books, I ain't got time for that. I got books, books waste your life, dude. They're no fun. Books are boring. Get on the get on the TikTok train, bro. I'm such an old man, <laughs> dude. If I had my way, I'd have I'd have. Uh, well, I do. I just read. I read a lot. I love reading. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's my favorite I thing. Just picked up like 50 new books today. Gosh, 50 Pub- public library. Oh had yeah. A, had oh, they had a. Oh, I love when those happen. Yeah, filled uh, a bag for 20 bucks. I right. got a. They said. Uh, they said. <laughs> Bring a bag. <laughs> had so you... many books, so they're like, if you can fit it in a bag and carry it out. What kind of bag do you bring? Like no, bag? They, they bring you like a little, uh, uh, you know, those like not super flim. They're, you know, they're those, like the bags you get at like Giant for like when you. Uh, but like the nicer ones. That yeah. You pay like a they're, buck like, for. they're like plastic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. those. Vinyl or whatever. Yeah. And I filled that thing up. It was overflowing. Nice. It was like an architectural <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> you were doing Tetris on that, there, that get, bad yeah. boy getting those books and, in there. And, uh, she looked at me and she said, that is the most impressive one that we've seen all day. Nice. You're really trying to get all those books. I'm like, yeah, yeah I only got 20 bucks. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I just picked up a whole bunch of books. Yeah. Cool, man. Got a couple first editions. Awesome. Yeah. So. All yeah. right, Ben. You keep TikToking and I will fill my head with useful knowledge. Oh, right. And a yeah. lot of use- unuseful knowledge that it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. All right, bro. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And we will catch you next time. On All Out War. See ya. Stay hydrated. There you go. There you go. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at AllOutWarCast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.